brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to all things Transformers. Hello, and welcome to All Things Transformers. I'm your host, Steve Megatron Phillips. Joining me in this endeavor into All Things Transformers is TFG1 Mike. There's no endeavor here. This is not Star Trek. This is Transformers. We don't use endeavors. That's right. We use Cybertrons and Arcs and Nemeses. And... Okay, fine. Joining me on the Space Bridge, <laughs> teleported from who knows where. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, all things Transformers, we are back. Uh, we have never really um, had consistency on this show because we only do episodes when we feel like it. Um, or when there's stuff to talk about, or when one of us has an idea to say, hey, why don't you check this out, and then we can talk about it. You mean other, uh, basically when things are relevant and it's not, not just toy news? <laughs> well, you know, I've... Okay. I am trying my best over the last year or two to kind of be more even keel. And not like, yes, there are certain things that, yes, I still have my extremes of one way or the other. But with Transformers, I like what I like. And everybody else can like what they like, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. I'm not going to sit here and say, even though I used to say this, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Armada sucks, or oh, the Minicons are stupid, or I'm tired of having that kind of opinion. Mm-hmm. And I approach it as I love G1, I love Beast Wars, I love Beast Machines, animated, prime, whatever. And for the longest time in the last few episodes that we've done over the last year or so, or however long it's been since we did episode 165 or one, whatever, the last three or four episodes, where we've said there really isn't much out there for us because they're obviously... Hasbro and whatever is gearing it towards children. It's a children's property. At least 
the mainstream of it is. The comics really aren't. At least the IDW comics are not really for kids. Those are more for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying my best to say that, hey, I have what I have that I've loved all my life at this point of being 40 years old. God, I'm so old. <sighs> I'm four years older than Transformers. Anyway, um, you know, and I'm fine with that. I don't need to be the audience for whatever the next cartoon is or isn't. Would I like to be? Sure, absolutely. I've watched part of um, the Machinima... I've actually watched all of the Machinima series. I don't know if we ever will cover that on this show because it was hit or miss. Um, but today, tonight, whenever the good people are listening to this, if they listen to anything I do, uh, we are going to be talking about Transformers Cyberverse. Um, this is chapter one. It was three chapters. It has since been completed. Uh, basically, it's computer animated series developed by Boulder Media Studio Debuted on Cartoon Network app and website on August 27, 2018. Made its television premiere on Cartoon Network in September of, on September 1st of 2018. It's divided into chapters. Uh, sorry, that's Astro Train in the background. Uh, <laughs> you might hear him again, because apparently the conductor doesn't know how to run a Decepticon. Uh, what I am interested to know from you and from others is this is completely different than what they did and what they have done for the last 30, almost 40 years. This is not a 22-minute show. This is an 11-minute show that runs on, ran on Cartoon Network, and then the next day they put it on the Transformers official YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So these are short episodes. So this is why we're doing this in chapter slash season form because there's no reason for us to do 18 individual podcasts one episode per podcast or even two episodes you know you know what i mean there's no sense in that so um what do you think of as the short form transformers length kind of thing well honestly the 10 minute runtime doesn't really bother me uh, I would say more so I don't particularly care for the storyline of Bumblebee having a fractured memory and trying to figure out what's going on. I do like the little behind-the-scenes snippets of his personality and um, basically pre-memory loss, um, mm-hmm. where you get to see the snippets um, where basically Wingblade or Windblade is... Um, the one helping Bumblebee navigate the world, trying to reclaim the information because they're trying to find um, Optimus the Prime and the other Autobots. And, yep. Yeah, and yeah, and Optimus Prime and everybody else. So, um, and Bumblebee is somehow the the only one with the information, but yet his brain is scrambled. See, I like this. I think it's interesting. It's different. I'll why, give them that. It, it, the reason why I like it and I think it's interesting is because. Ever since Michael Bay and say what you will, whatever, um, we're not here to relive that and rehash that. But ever since Michael Bay, most of the Bumblebee stuff has been, oh, I have a broken voice box. I don't know how I get broken, but it's just broken. So ever since that kind of thing with the live action movie, the 
cartoons have kind of, you know, kept up with that. Prime obviously did it. Uh, thankfully, they eventually brought in, you know, Batman Beyond to be the voice um, in the final season when he finally did get his voice box back. But here's the thing. This series is giving us... It's a story for Bumblebee to grow as a character, and it's a story where we as the viewer, whether we're in our 40s like me or mid-30s like you, or whether you're 9, 10, 11-year-old kids, you get to go on the journey of Bumblebee rediscovering this, and it's a way of storytelling that I think is overused a lot but in this case i feel it's used very well because he's trying to find himself and especially as someone who almost a year ago now had to have brain surgery even though i didn't lose my memories i really dig it i think it's a cool premise do i want them to do this every time no i want whatever the next series is going to be i want bumblebee to have a kick-ass voice i want you know whatever um I think now that this has been done and every other thing has been done, we can kind of drop the whole Bumblebee lost his voice. Yeah, I mean, that's the only like that's still a carryover. I don't particularly care for is the the lost voice thing, but you know, <laughs> it is um, what it is. I guess. Yeah, it is what it is. Um. But the overall designs I, I uh, rather like um, more so than the Transformers Robots in Disguise 2015 series that we got. Um, mm-hmm. And while I did enjoy that series and I did enjoy the carryovers um, from Transformers Prime, uh, this new continuity is uh, different and interesting in, a, in another way. Um, not really tied to anything, but it's it's kind of plucking here and there from past storylines for for Bumblebee's memories, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of inventive in a way because they can kind of cherry pick the universe by doing that Um, without necessarily having to retread the same thing or worry about, you know, 30 years worth of of canon. They've, They've kind of switched it up on its head a little bit to where they could pull from any of the comic universes, any of the, the um, cartoon universes um, and kind of been able to meld them together in a different and interesting way. You look at, okay, some of the characters in this and okay. Yes. Windblade was the fan created character, but she started really in the comics with IDW. So that's cool. Um, you look at Whirl. Whirl was in the comics. Um, you know, Chromia was in the comics, and I know I know Chromia has been around longer than the comics, but this speci- this show is specifically saying that this is her version from the comics. Um, you know, and you have a chance to create new characters that's the good thing about this not having to worry about the last 30 to 40 years and it being its own thing and i have to say other than one person i know none of i've never heard of 
any of these voice actors that are in this show. And I think that is also a credit to the producers and whoever's working on, whoever was working on this, because it is now completed. Um, well, yeah, because, because they're it, starting a new Netflix series, so. Well, yeah. Later this um, year. Yeah. You know, but not, no, like, don't get me wrong. Peter Cullen will always be Optimus Prime. He's no one can take that. No one, no one can take that away from him. No one would ever even try to take that away from him. But this Optimus, I really dug him. He's voiced by Jake Tillman. I, I mean, obviously in this first season, we really don't see much of him. He's only he's twenty-three. Nah. Or, or 21, 21 when the series premiered, so he's like twenty-three now. Oh, you talking about the voice actor of Optimus Prime? Yeah. Yeah, um, but he's not. He's got a Peter Cullen sound to him. Yeah, and it's a Peter Cullen sounding thing that isn't really Peter. It, it isn't somebody trying to mimic Peter Cullen. He's taking part of the inflections in the voice. Right, right. Do I wish deep down some of these characters were voiced by voice actors that are more known for certain roles? At first I was, but by the end of this first chapter, this first season, whatever you want to call it, I actually really appreciated and dug the fact that there are no other classic like this is all this is basically super this is basically Christopher Reeve Superman for Transformers. You're getting a lot of unknowns, at least unknown to me. Some of these people might be known, but like I said, I only noticed one name because I've worked with the guy before on other podcasts on a certain Canadian network that we team up with every now and then. Um, I But I really dig it because it's it's a chance for us old fans to get a new perspective on characters, and it's a chance for newbies to not be bullied into oh if you don't like frank walker as megatron then you know blah 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 you know what i mean it's like i also i also find it interesting that majority of the voice cast Mm -hmm. um plays a multitude of roles yeah that's cool um so like you have um jeremy levy and uh billy bob thompson rich orlo mark thompson um uh, they play in the majority of the cast here. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Rose does as well too. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's kind of interesting seeing the uh, variety of characters they have to play on the show uh, yeah. because they're not all present uh, episode to episode. Um, right. I am familiar with a few people just in general, just from seeing them on social media. Like Xavier mm. Paul, who plays Dead End, and then um, I, Mark Swint sounds familiar. Um, Mark Swint is the guy I was talking about. He okay. Is he plays Soundwave. Yep. And uh, I, th- I swear I've met him online somewhere before. Oh yeah, the engineer. Yeah. The engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's... Um, and hopefully, once we finish, because we're gonna do three episodes, folks, one for each of the chapters. Hopefully, once we once we finish that, we'll have Mark on for an interview. Of course, I haven't said anything to him yet, but you know, 
Surprise! <laughs> um, so overall, the 18 episodes, 11 minutes per episode, starting with Fracture, ending with Eruption. Do you have a favorite episode that just stood out to you? Out of this season, I would say... Hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite episode yet because there's not, I mean, there's not a lot of characters that really resonate with me at this point. Okay. Um, like they have an intelligent Grimlock. They have, you know, like Windblade doesn't really strike my fancy there. Bumblebee doesn't. Um, I did like when Prime showed up, like even mm-hmm. though it was in a memory. Um, but other than that, like I don't, I don't know if I really enjoyed as much of of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to to picking up with the following seasons. Um, I do like the fight, the fact that Shockwave shows up and he's kind of playing his mental games, um, mm-hmm. and in in that fashion. But, um, you know. Uh, I, I'm I'm hesitant, but I am mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing what they they do like as we we continue to watch. Um, I did like the you know the the arc and the nemesis type shots that were in there and um, how again, it's a different twist to the the teletran and the the whole aspect of um, them landing on earth and preparing for battle and everything else but yeah that was very interesting i thought how they still use certain names like teletran or the arc or the teletran x right right it's teletran x um but and the reason why it's teletran x spoilers and i guess we should have said spoilers before any of this because we're spoiling the hell out of this two years old from from the season one True. So. Um, the reason why it's Teletran X is because it's a downloaded copy of Teletran One into this microbot that f- drone that flies flies around. And I, the only thing for me with Teletran X, and I hope in Chapter Two, Season Two, it will change. Um, Windblade, you are not crew. That's the only thing. I don't like about Teletran X. The rest of it, I really enjoyed with with that character. For me, because um, I don't remember things sometimes the way they actually happened. I remember them the way I want them to have happened. So chapter six, uh, episode six of chapter one, Megatron is my hero, where Bumblebee thinks that... Me- and I love the way they told that story. And I thought that was really cool how they did that mm-hmm. uh, of basically Bumblebee having this false memory and, and Windblade basically telling him, well, yeah, part of that was true, but then things changed and whatever. I, I, I love that they're not just writing an episode or a, like it's all one continuous thing of because we have to help him find his memories it's all one continuity of hey this is what actually happened and this is why you shouldn't like this person anymore yes we can respect him for what he did before 
he became what he was and destroyed Cybertron or whatever. Um, I like that. Obviously, I love when Hot Rod shows up. Um, again, going back to the voice cast, absolutely would I love to see um, Judd Nelson do this this Hot Rod. Yeah, but Travis Arts, Arts uh, does a damn fine job. I did like that episode, though, that they they um, had the, the speed, like the racing and the blur and the, mm-hmm. the catoms yep. and the, you know, the yep uh, the whole uh, planet of rust issue. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's that was like, awesome. oh, he, he wasn't fast enough, you know, and, but he still managed to shut everything off and disintegrate before. At least this show didn't, um, at least to this point, they didn't, didn't have didn't basically just have a Decepticon throw a capsule of cosmic rust on him and he never returns. That yeah. happened in that happened in animated, sadly. And then Blur He's, was crushed into a little tin can. Yeah. Um Waspinator could have come back from that. <laughs> Waspinator has plans. I did like the fact that at the end though of the season they do finally have the Autobots awake yes. and prime. Yep. You know. Yep. So what do you think of the opening animation, the opening credit, the opening theme thing? I like Cyberverse? it. It's it's different and but it's yet it feels familiar. So I I, I love the I, yeah, I love the color bleed. It starts out with Bumblebee, then goes into Windblade, then goes into Prime and Megatron and other characters. I love that. I think that's really cool. And again, it is something different it's not something we've seen before am i sitting here saying that cyber versus this generation's beast wars no because transformers i don't think at this point in time transformers needs what beast wars was which was a kick in the pants which was a kick in the nuts to the point of oh well our our franchise has kind of been dead since we killed off and whatever with with, with generation 1 and G2 didn't really work cuz it was just a rehash of G1 um and then Beast Wars comes along and revitalizes the franchise i don't think transformers currently needs a revitalization because there is so much between the cartoons the what's, comics the toys what's sad is beast wars still <laughs> holds probably the best CG that they've ever used in a Transformers series. Yeah. And it's still for the dated technology that it was still holds to the test of time. And the storyline is still the, probably the most rock solid out of anything that we've gotten. Um, which again is a testament to the writing staff and the animators of that series. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really, and I think it's cool that they brought back um, stasis pods. Yes. Um, which is funny because Beast Wars invented the stasis pod. And then mm-hmm. uh, the 2001 Red series had it. Yep. Um, the Beast Wars comics have had it. Beast Wars 2 has had it. Um, the Rescue Bots have had it. Uh, Animated has had it. Yep. Um, it's just something Rids that's had part it now. of... 
Yeah. So I mean, yeah. everything is it's it's become a part of lore now, and it's yeah, it's even in the you know the fall of Cybertron and and the Devastation games. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I love that. I just the only thing is, is I wish they would have made like an actual like stasis pod toy. <laughs> to and then the CR chamber. Yeah, that would the be restoration cool. chamber, you know, so they could just yeah repair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked how they, they kind of incorporated some of that stuff in there. Um, but no, this series doesn't have all that bad of animation though. I do enjoy it much more and it's, it's not blocky and, and terrible in the sense of like what the, the two, 2015 RID series had. So yeah. that is a plus, uh, but it still doesn't hold a candle even to the machinima stuff or, um, the, the Netflix series that's coming up. The machinima stuff. I enjoyed the storyline. Yeah, the the animation I enjoyed. Some of the voice um, acting was terrible, and some of the some of the storyline just didn't make sense. Yeah, and I hated the, the episode structure, <laughs> like yeah. five minute episodes. Okay, so this is what I wanted to bring up earlier. We'll bring it the up. Ten now, minutes, the ten minutes. The ten minute does it for me because I I think that it's not too long. To being uh-huh. a twenty-eight minute show, it's it's definitely more digestible, but I think five okay. minutes doesn't give you enough. Okay, the way I saw the Machinima series was I came to it very late, like way past its prime, unintended, um, and I watched it. I basically marathoned it, just like I did. Like I watched this entire first season, chapter, whatever chapter one, whatever you want to call it. I watched it within like six a six hour span. Like, I think I took one break between episode 16 and episode 18. So, I mean, for me, the Machinima series, if you're marathoning it, it's not bad because it's easy to get through. The reason why I want to bring up the time thing is we grew up with 22-minute cartoons. Which I still think is the best, but that's... But here's the thing. This is... Yeah. And then this is why I want to discuss this is because we grew up with that. Kids today. They don't have the attention span. That's why, like, that's what I'm trying to bring up here is because I'm not specifically saying your children, but basically kids like your kids. I don't know if you would ever show them this, but, but my point is children today do they have the attention span for a 22 minute cartoon or a 30 minute cartoon with commercials? So now, because we have all the technology that we have, we have YouTube, we have streaming, we have this, we have that, you know, um, Hasbro transformers, whatever can upload it to YouTube, can, can show it on cartoon network on a Saturday, upload it to YouTube on Sunday, be 11 minute episode and boom, you're done. You're fine. Do you feel that, the children of today as a parent have less of a attention span. And this is better than trying to make them watch 22 minutes. I, that I don't even know to be honest. I, again, I, I think that, I mean, cause they still make 22 minute cartoons. They do. But and, but also this is this is made specifically for digital media. Like it's not made for yeah. cable. So yeah, they can make it however long they need to make it. 
Um, but I don't know. I still think the 22 minute model is probably best because you get more story out of it. And I'm not saying that kids, I think kids, if they are watching a show and they're very interested, they're going to pay attention. I think this, this is more of a, a budgetary uh, thing. And that they're just kind of lumping all kids into this because honestly, my kids will sit there and they will become TV zombies if I let them. And (laughs) the thing is with that is if they love the program or they like what they're watching, they will continue to watch for as long as it's on. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually up to an hour or two if I let them. Um, But the thing is, is they also will not watch traditional animation. Okay. They will watch, um, they will watch, um, pretty much anything that CG, mm-hmm. but beyond that, they will not. So now is that them choosing it or is that you saying you're not going to watch this? No, I'm saying like, if I were to give them a choice between, let's say, um, if just for instance, if I was going to say, okay, we're going to watch either. Um... What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission at us customs and border protection. We go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, Beast Wars mm-hmm. or G1, Beast Wars would win out automatically because... Um, it has CG animation. Okay. Um, and I've showed them, I've tried showing them, you know, like even Disney stuff in the past. And if it's 2D, they, they I mean, they'll stay entertained for a, a little bit of time, but not really long enough to really care. Um, mm. They'll, they'll kind of tune out. They'd be like, oh, this is boring. Can we watch something else? But if I turn on something with CG animation, they'll, they'll zone right in. They'll be like, oh, this is cool, you know, and then just that's it. Like it's, it's the weirdest thing. Like, cause I can sit there and I, I traditionally enjoy um, like BTAS for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried showing uh, not BTAS to them, but in the past, um, but I've shown them like Batman, the brave and the bold. And because it's mm-hmm. colorful and it's, it's got that almost CG look to it. Mm-hmm. They instantly gravitate towards it. Hmm. Um, but they also like the Lego thing because it's again it's more CG and it's bright and colorful. Mm-hmm. So like I think I think for that young mind, I think that that's more so what they're gravitating towards, which is why like Cyberverse and Rid um, went 
totally like a 180 from Transformers Prime, where Transformers Prime was completely dark. Yep. And then you went to Rid, which was a continuation of it, but it was very lighthearted. There was more goofiness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the colors were more vibrant. Um, but they, you know, there was more um there was more for them to focus on and have fun with. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that that's, that's more so what resonates with kids now uh, than anything else is the fact, the, the color palettes and the, the animation style. So, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely see why this this would be a, a pretty strong contender for for kids, especially in that age group. Um, just in general, because then they they have something that they can kind of relate to. Yep. But again, I'm more so I'm biased because I'm old and <laughs> stubborn and curmudgeonly, and I just want my. 22 minute programs it's it's like if i were discussing live action Mm -hmm. this this is where it gets funny um if i were discussing live action and i went to let's say star trek for instance just throwing that out there because they have the new you know cbs all access you know um Mm -hmm. you can um uh, you can stream it on there and they're traditionally, you know, not much different than mm-hmm. um, the the standard, you know, television length of program, um, which is ridiculous in today's age, considering we have access to um, everything. Well, not only that, but like, why are we still doing 40, you know, 38 to 45 minute episodes of things when on streaming, if you're paying for it, there's no reason to have commercials in the first place. So you mm-hmm. can easily have a 60 minute program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Provided it's, it fits with the story. So again, it's kind of flip side mm-hmm. of it. Like I want quality writing mm-hmm. more so than length. Right. And I think for an 11-minute episodic cartoon series, now I've only fully watched this first chapter, this first season. I've, I've not ventured seen... beyond it. I have, I did I, kind of sample this when the first six episodes dropped. Right. I, I hadn't. I came into this completely cold. Basically, I was doing a Google search for Hot Rod or Rodimus or I was doing something. And then this popped up, so I go to the YouTube channel and I kind of skip around for episodes so i've seen a i think i've seen the first three out of the four parts of the season three opener battle for cybertron uh only because it's hot rod and cheetor centric um but once i watch those i'm like okay fine we need to go back we need to start at the beginning so i started at the beginning with this first season and uh i felt that the writing for the 11 minute format for transform like you got to think though 11 minute cartoons that's what Phineas and Ferb was most of it was two 11 minute cartoons per 22 minute episode 
of Phineas and Ferb. So for just one episode, 11 minutes, I think the writing is really, really well done. And I think the story that they are crafting and the journey that they are taking us on is something that will hopefully catch and live on in Transformers lore. I hope that it's a strong enough contender because like it's not terrible. It's just it's just something that just doesn't really resonate with me as much. Um, but I hope right. that it, it, it's something that resonates with people enough that it becomes one of the better series that people can latch on to similar to, um, you know, to, to be their beast wars, to be their, um, uh, at least it would be better than any of the imported dub series <laughs> like rid yeah. or of 1999 rid. Um, and one, but yeah, or two, whatever the, um, and then the, the, trilogy the unicron trilogy mm -hmm. yeah. um i just hope that it's better like last the test of time better because i mean for all intents and purposes people have also kind of forgotten about animated and it wasn't mm -hmm. that it was bad because uh, there were plenty of good moments with it a lot of good voice acting a lot of good writing um but i feel like some of it just kind of got dropped you know just kind of forgotten also because it got canceled before it was you know yeah i think the thing with animated is it was never i don't know i mean i could look on the the tfwiki.net and see who the actual or imdb or wikipedia wherever and see who the actual producers are on this show i have not yet i guess i probably should because hello need to be informed but hey this is podcasting on the fly folks um with animated it was done by someone who at least the art direction and most of the other the other uh producers were all super fans mm -hmm. but if you look at Derek j white's twitter facebook whatever he's a super fan that show was made for even though it had differences than other than what came before it they still tried to pull from everything and tell really cool, unique, interesting stories. But I think because of the animation style it was using, it was geared towards a certain audience. I don't feel that animated was geared towards kids. If I'm wrong in that, that's just my personal opinion. If people want to write in or email in or whatever for the show for the next episode and let us know how they felt about animated versus let's say this with cyberverse i don't know i just always felt like animated was something for a new something for us versus hey kids here's transformers yeah and and i kind of agree with you i mean yeah i don't i don't know it it definitely was darker than some of the stuff, but it wasn't, but the animation was light and there was enough like comedy stuff going on that it was still like not enough to, you know, really alienate people. Right. But yeah, I don't know it. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of what kind of happens. I know that you just kind of, looking at the wiki um 
they have like an alternate universe Megatron that shows up at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, which that has me intrigued. Um, because <laughs> just reading about him, it says an alternate dimension version of Megatron, Megatron X. Um, yep. AKA the other one is it says actually having the nerve to kill his version of Optimus Prime and downright steal the matrix of leadership. It says he did what his primary universe counterpart failed to do, but with more tyranny than the primary version ever employed. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, it uh, it's yeah, it so it's a dark moment, <laughs> very dark, yeah, for that one because he blows Prime away, but um, and then Megatron has the Matrix, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I, I don't know, I'm I'm interested in seeing how that whole thing blows down. Um, but he looks pretty freaking sweet with being a black version of the gray Megatron because Megatron's basically morally gray in yeah. the, the prime universe. Like he, he has his own version of why he wants to do what he's doing. It's not necessarily as evil. It's just that him and prime have opposing versions of what they want. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, this one is more or less, what the Beast Wars Megatron would do <laughs> had he been in this universe. So. So I'm looking at just so heaven forbid anybody on whatever platform you're on screams at me for not looking up the actual crew of the show. I'm looking at IMDb. I'm looking at series directors, writing and uh, art art direction i i'm not even gonna say any of the names because i don't recognize any of the names it, it's this is what i'm loving about this this is fresh people that i've never heard of this isn't simon Furman coming in and wanting to do you know war of the dinobots or something this isn't james roberts or john barber as much as i love them as comic writers creators and everything this isn't this is completely unknowns at least to me coming in and whatever they're getting from Hasbro saying, put this in, put that in, don't do this. Don't whatever they're doing. They're doing an amazing job. And I've only really watched the first season chapter, whatever, you know, of the show. And as people know who have listened to this show and who have listened to anything else I do, or you and I both do or whatever, we are generally in our own camps of, G1, Beast Wars, Beast Machines, Animated, whatever, 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 kind of thing. Like, we're, that's our bread and butter. That's our go-to. Like, like I said, uh, over on Altered Geek, the last time I was on the last episode, I was talking about how I just rewatched Beast Machines for the first time in a long time. And how personally I felt that at the time of 1999, Beast Machines is the most continuity-fluid-driven Transformers cartoon, meaning that in the two seasons it had, there are no, oh my god, this is a filler episode, I can go to the bathroom. Oh my god, this is a filler episode, I can skip this. 
Yeah, it was very serialized, which is why I like this, too. This is extremely serialized, and that's really good. I think that is good for these creators to be allowed to take a serialized series, create something that they can inject certain lore or certain things or whatever from wherever at this point. Like we already said in this podcast, the cartoons, the comics, a rare toy um, design or something kind of thing. like. You know, you can take from anywhere, but you're still building your own story. This is why I love the whole aspect of Bumblebee having to figure out his memories, having to figure out what happened to him and how to get his memories back. The whole thing with Windblade, I know you're not a big fan of her as a character, and that's fine. She's a city speaker, so that's the whole thing of why she's helping him on this journey. And I really enjoy that. I think that's cool. Yeah. I have nothing Um, more to add on, on that. I just, I I kind of agree that it's, it's going places. And that's, that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make is that it's, it's relevant in all the right ways. Instead of necessarily pandering to fandoms or, um, trying to rehash everything it's coming up with a new uh reasoning mm-hmm. of why things are the way that they are so yeah i i'm i'm very happy with um how it how it's 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 playing out so far um yep. but i am looking forward to season two and three the other thing um i don't know if you've done with this and want to talk some other generic transformers you can sure yeah i mean cyberverse season one has got me hooked for the rest of the show and i can't wait to watch more um what did you want to bring up um well uh aside from the fact that cyberverse is around um uh where is it there it is um so yeah the there's still no news on when the netflix war for cybertron siege uh trilogy series comes out um, they're saying that it's going to drop sometime this year, which is basically a non-answer. Um, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's perfectly fine. I, well, this I honestly, was, this, when this it, was reported it, earlier on. Okay. Um, but the um, so they they have a cast list because um, they're saying there's going to be two parts. The first part will drop sometime in 2020. Um, so they have Wheeljack. They have like a cast breakdown. Um, Wheeljack, who's Bill Rogers, uh, Ultra Magnus, who's Edward Bosco. A uh, little tidbit about him. I actually mm-hmm. know who he is. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, he happens to be about the same age as me, but he uh, he's the one that played um, in Dark Glass. Uh, he was supposed to play, I think, either Cheetor or the Maximal Computer. Oh, cool. Uh, I can't remember which one. Um, I'll look that up real quick. Um, but yeah, he he was um, signing up to play that that character in there, and unfortunately, that never saw the light of day. Um, <laughs> which I mean, I have all the files. Technically, I could do an audio breakdown of it. Um, 
because it's really honestly the only way it's ever going to see the light of day. Um, yeah. Because we we have um, the... Let me see. Yeah, because we, we did this project back in 2010. Um, <laughs> so, um, let's see. Let's see. Edward Bosco was the maximal computer. Cool. Class. And he does a pretty good version of it, honestly. Um, and then uh, Mark Witten is Sideswipe. Um, Todd Habercorn is Red Alert. Um, Raphael Goldstein is Ratchet. Uh, the same guy that plays Jake uh, Fushi or whatever, he's this, the guy that plays Optimus Prime in this series. He's playing Optimus Prime in this Netflix one. Oh, cool. Um, Sean Hawkins on Mirage. Uh, Kevin Thompson, Depth Charge. No. What, um, really? What? I thought he was Depth Charge. No, I'm, I switched back to the, the Netflix series. Oh, um, oh. Um, I was talking about Dark Glass, damn it. (laughs) Bumblebee, uh, Keith Silverstein as Jetfire, Kaiser Johnson as Ironhide, Brooke Chalmers as Impactor, which I'm not familiar with that character. I know he's a comic character. Impactor, yeah. He's... He's Wasn't he the one that people voted on to create or something? I... Let me look him up. Um, Lindsay Russo as Alita One. Sophia Isabella is RC. Uh, she plays multiple female characters in uh, um, uh, this Transformers Cyberverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Luna plays Clipjumper. Mark Witten is Skywarp. Frank Todaro is Starscream. Funny thing about Frank Todaro. Mm-hmm. Um, we know he, him. You've met him. I know him. Um, yeah, I know. He, uh, he started out in the Transformers fan dubs. Yep. He played uh, multiple characters. I want to say played Galvatron and, and a few others uh, along the way. Uh, but I've met him in, at uh, BotCon uh, in person. Uh, and then there's Jason Marnosha, who he started off, he's playing Megatron, but he originally was doing like videos of him playing like the Joker, Mark Hamill's Joker, and a lot of villain mm-hmm. characters back in the day. Uh, Edward Bosco also plays Soundwave on this uh and then todd hepperkorn plays shockwave and i want to say he's played shockwave in this series as well mm-hmm. uh, cyberverse so it, yep. it's a pretty decently solid cast um it's uh, rooster teeth is the acting producers for the series instead of because machinima has gone um yeah. i think uh i'm pretty sure anyway uh, and yeah it is rooster teeth on um well show. animation has been left to polygon studios or pictures yep. and um so I mean I I'm I'm enthusiastic for this series too just because it'll be kind of returned to form for the uh, animation style for the um the G1 models more or less um yeah. but with some uh, fresh influencing and very like dark uh transformers and I I really like the the aesthetics Yeah yeah it does look really cool i've seen several of the trailers that they've put out uh just really quick impactor is the legendary former leader of the wreckers an elite autobot strike team and as such is a deadly force to be reckoned with on the battlefield so impactor basically started in the marvel transformers comics i assume that means both us and uk 
he then went on to the IEW continuity and other things. So, yeah. Uh, what I want to talk about, and we've kind of already talked about this a little bit. I'm not going to too, go too much into it, but um, remember when you and I and Alex did the Transformers um, soundtrack episode of the show? Yeah. Well, Hasbro and the Transformers official channel has been doing soundtrack Saturdays where they take what I assume are digital versions of those rec of those LP tracks and putting them on YouTube every Saturday. And it's usually like one video per week. Uh, and it's usually like three tracks in appearance order of the show kind of thing. So you might have track six, nine and 34 because those are the music pieces that premiered or played in a certain episode. So I'm absolutely loving that. Um, very, very cool. But yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I think about everything other than, yeah, they, they have a, like, build your own figure of Macadam, uh, yep. for Cyberverse, uh, which is pretty neat. Um, they've released like a Takara Tomy Generation Select Super Megatron toy. Uh, Very cool. Through EB Games and Zing stores in Australia, but not here. Um, <laughs> he's he's basically seventy well, bucks. Um, oh jeez. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, and then Transformers War for Cybertron and Rise of the Dark Spark video games, like the old, like those are mm -hmm. old. Um, those servers are now gone. Yes, Activision updated their website with the last. Mm -hmm. uh, Video games that will have their multiplayer servers disconnected, um, but that, awfully that makes me sad. Which it honestly doesn't mind doesn't bother me because I remember playing it online and yeah, it was pretty neat. But ultimately, you can only have four people in a team. Uh, true, but still, like oh, okay, so like I mentioned over on Altered Geek the last time I was on there, um, you know, you can watch an app called Tubi, you can use Pluto, T well, Tubi more specifically than Pluto TV. Um, you know, on Tubi, you can watch G1 with some ads, you can watch Beast Wars, Beast Machines, uh, they may have the Unicron Trilogy, I don't know, you can watch Animated, you can watch Prime, you can watch all the old Transformers cartoons, like, they're still available, they're still out there, and it just kind of disheartens me to see that they're like i understand stopping support for the servers but to completely get rid of the servers and not allow anyone to play anymore just seems a little i don't know yeah it is what but, it is uh, i don't know it is what it is like you said so yeah so that's that's about all i got yeah, that's about all I got, too. And like I said, next time, maybe in two weeks, maybe in a week, who knows when we're going to do this again, uh, we will have Chapter 2 of Cyberverse. So that will be interesting, because I actually can't... I might actually watch, start watching that tonight. I probably will, too, to be honest. Um, just because it's something new. Like, because if I'm going to watch reruns of something, it's probably going to be either Beast Wars, um, blitzing through the series, or through Beast Machines, and then um, uh, 
kind of jumping over to uh, Andromeda and Star Trek and things like that. But um, so so it's funny you mentioned that about blitzing through the stuff. After I blitzed through um, uh, Beast Machines, um, <laughs> I mean, I do love Beast Wars. I do, but it's not. I don't know if it's something I want to go back and watch all three seasons of. However, there are certain episodes I will seek out. And I did watch, once again, the Feral Scream two-parter the other night. Love that Cheetor upgrade. <laughs> yeah. I I I think I kind of skipped multiple episodes of season one and started mm. watching the last three of season one so that I could get to season two. Mm. So... More so, I think, just because I like when they start going transmetal. <laughs> Yeah. Because it's epic and awesome. And you're a purple dinosaur like Barney. No. <laughs> anyway. So, I think that's about all. Until next time. Yep. We have been. I'm Steve Megatron. And I'm TFU and Mike. Transform, transcend, and we will catch you next time here on All Things Transformers. Or maybe we won't. <laughs> yes. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.